Let me turn your attention to the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6. Our Lord Jesus is teaching us about the matter of prayer. He teaches about the matter of giving alms, and he teaches about the matter of fasting. He wants us always to understand that what we are to do is to be done as unto the Lord and not unto men. And it is for that reason that he gives us um, instructions that have to do uh, with the giving of alms, instructions that have to do with fasting, instructions that having to do that have to do with prayer. He does not say if you give alms. He assumes that those who worship God are right. Uh, we will work alms, alms for the work of God's kingdom uh, in the work of the church, in uh, alms in the work of the church, in giving to those who are poor. Uh, he knows also that we must be in communication with the Father. We must be in communication with him in prayer. And when we are in communication with him, then our lives ought to be lived in a way that live you know, it, it's more correct to say this. It's more correct to say that I pray, a, I live a Christian life in order to be able to pray than it is to say I pray in order to live a Christian life. Our lives should be yielded to him. That's what he wants us to know. And it's very important for us to understand it. And then, of course, in the matter of fasting, he didn't say in if you fast. In the matter of uh, he said when you fast. Fasting, of course, has to do with humiliation. It's to do with humiliation. for the things which we have done wrong. It's the making of promises unto God. It's the excluding of other things from our thinking so that our minds might more intensely concentrate on what he wishes us to do. He wants these things to be done unto the Lord, not for display. Unto the Lord. Many of us can trace the cause of our restlessness and our worry. The same difficulty of worry girl that I read about in a story. One night, the mother of two little girls away at bedtime and they were to do as they would do, and you know what that means. So one said, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. I'm going to go to sleep. And the other one uh, exclaimed, why, Lillian, other one exclaimed, uh, you've got to go to sleep tonight. She said, I don't go care, I'm not tonight. going to. There isn't any use. Here, I'm not going to. And so she tumbled into bed, and her sister Amy tumbled into and bed prayed. Amy and when her little prayer was finished, and when her light was put out, Amy crept into bed. And the light was. And there was a long silence in bed. And then Lillian began to turn restlessly. Giving her pillow a vigorous thump and giving her, she said crossly, I wonder what's the matter with this pillow. I wonder what's the matter. sweet little voice came back to Amy. I guess it's because there's not enough prayer in it. Yes, it's because there's And that's a good story. There's not enough prayer in it. And this is what Jesus wants us to know. That there's not enough prayer in it. In the yielding up of our lives to the Lord. ABCs of prayer. They're taught to us in our lesson for today. A is that we can bring all things to God in prayer. Isn't it interesting that Jesus tells us to speak of Abba in the God's intensely personal way of Father. 
He wishes us to come to the God of all creation, the maker of heaven and earth, the sustainer of all of the worlds and of the universe. All of the world. He wishes us to speak with him as a little child would speak to a loving, caring father. I have printed in the bulletin uh, from Martin Luther's Catechism for Small Children, what he says at this point. What is what meant by daily bread? Daily bread daily everything that belongs daily bread is pork and the wants of the bones to the supplies food, drink, body, clothing, shoes, drink, housing, home, field, cattle, house, money, goods. He says money if spouse. He says a pious new translations of Luther have noticed something spouse. Pious have time. Pious and faithful rulers, children, good government, good women, good health. Discipline, peace, good friends, faithful and the like. Now, what does that mean? That means that God is concerned about all all things that are necessary to our existence. He wants us to know that. We must come to him believing. Nothing can believe, said Jesus, if we believe. And so he wants us to honor God by wanting him. God by one of the grossest insults one of the we give to a person is to say that we, we can believe him. Say that we, we do not trust him. We, we do not know confidence in him. We put no but when we place our belief and our trust and our confidence in God, our God, then we can God the things to him. Then we can rest. C stands for commitment. For commitment. Once we have prayed to God, we have identified ourselves with the concerns of God ourselves and, and the things God. for which we have asked of him. And the things for which so we are committed also to the carrying out also of those things which hallow his name, of those things which I should live in such a way that I that bring honor to the name of my heavenly Father. The dearest heavenly Father. I have for uh, our children, any of us, is uh, that our, our children should live in a way that brings our children honor, uh, to the family honor. And when we are children of Amen. God through faith in Jesus Christ, God we pray that the manner in which we live we would bring credit and honor to the name of the God whom we love and serve, God so that other people love. will so uh, see our good works and glorify our in heaven and give him our Father in the praise and the glory due. Uh, to his the name, that this is important for us to remember. Uh, we pray for, us to for the extension of his kingdom. Uh, we pray for the but it's not enough simply to pray that his kingdom be extended. To pray that, that means that we have to be willing to work that means for the extension of that kingdom. To work. And that's not some politician's kingdom either. Some it's not some grand program that's dreamed not by the United Nations that's dreamed up. Wrought out in the Kremlin or in Peking or in Washington. If God in Washington over the minds and hearts and lives of men, there have been political kingdoms, and they there have been one of the saddest things I think I ever saw. Saddest thing that statue of Kwame Nkrumah was to be the ruthless dictator who used to take of God to later. into a Presbyterian. Nkrumah had been. He had learned something about the Christian faith. But yet, the Christian people do. He exploits religion for political reasons. in Jesus Christ and his same purposes. And I remember seeing with my own eyes, I remember in the stone eyes, statue 
seek the security, the political seek first, and all things will be added unto you. What he had done for a few years, there was no wonder he thrown around it. The statue had rolled down, and he died in ignominy, ignominy, and he died in ignominy. Add off this is the way in 1933, he would put Germany back to work, that he bread on the table, back to work, and uh, in power, uh, uh, Hitler was a very figure. He was a vegetarian. He needed a vegetarian. He drank his rigorous in his own. Uh, he was rich, fiercely brave. This is his personal. Uh, as far as concerned, bravery uh, fanatic, but a horrible havoc upon the world who wrought by seeking to unleash a kingdom unleashed was built upon that and racial superiority that did not bring death and did nothing but an indescribable millions of people of horror. So when the whole world kingly we pray for God. We pray for His kingdom to come to now, kingdom to come today, and in us today, and through us. In us today, we are to live for Him. That today, the petition that we deal with today, and the third in our series, deal with today, is that we, we, Andy, we thought about praying. We let be done. And you remember, I said, "Thy will." I said this. The closest you come to God, the closest you are willing to God is will over to His will. To surrender your will. When you can say with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, say with Jesus, my will, but thy will not be done. But realize that when you and realize in your prayer life, have reached broken through the sound there. You have broken through the big thing, and now you've broken through the. It's peace. I've uh, I've flown in airplanes that are capable of traveling more than twice the speed of traveling speed of sound. And when you break the barrier, you break through the and when you break through the barrier of self, when you break through the and your will is surrendered to whatever the Lord's will is, to whatever then you can claim His promises. They are a direct promises for the friend of the Catholic. No one can rest. Results are going to be all knowing right. that there is no matter what it's all right. Then you can be peaceful. I used to wonder when I was a little boy in the country I used to in Texas and I heard people in the country praying through talk about what they meant. Through. But that's not a bad expression. But that's not it a bad expression. They prayed to the point it means they surrendered the point where they fell to the will of God themselves and wanted not God to do what they want for God, but they wanted to bring their purposes in line to bring their perfect will and surrender God's will to surrender peace. And we know what God's will is. God's will is disease, health, and not selfishness. It is giving, not grabbing. It is loving, not hating. It is to do unto others as we would have them do unto others as we have not the rule unto them. And then it all comes as a shock to people who want to come to realize that he wants to serve too much when we get to the prayer to look at briefly to the petition that we have. Just give us this day our daily bread. When we start to think of it that according to the United Nations, there are between 15 and 20,000 people who will die 
who will be is out before this day of starvation. We in America have Weight Watchers. We in America have priests meeting in months. I'm not making fun of this. We have of this. We have diet colas. Diet. We even have diet dog food. Dog sort of metrical for dogs. Sort of. We have this. A problem we have to deal with here in abundance. And so why abundance? When we pray, we can so pray. So why is it today our daily prayer? Give us this. When there is so much, and this must seem so strange. So much, and this must be in the world. To so many people. Let me go on and explain. Go on and explain. There is no person in this world smart enough to person in this world distribution of wealth. Make an equitable. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't work. Does, but there just isn't. And human nature being what it is, selfishness and what it is, the corruption of that human nature and spoil any plan that comes human nature up. exactly what happened with comes up. Uh, that's exactly what happened with communism. Uh, and what communism with so many other problems. What happened with so many So that's why Luther wisely in Luther prayer for in the daily existence or our daily whatever is necessary necessary charge whatever it may be a good self in existence it may be because we have the guilt it may be because it may be that we do not have that we psychologically from freedom burdened and troubled us some of the things that, have, that we repented of for a long time long time ago jesus prayed to taught us to pray basic to the need of what is existence of our, he wanted us to pray, you see, to our Father, and there it's selfish here. It's not give, not give me give this day me daily bread. My give us, but our this day daily bread. The whole family of God. a prayer for the and that it's God to share. That it's meant for us. And we, and that too. fluent corner of the we and this world, who have so much of this world, need of this world desperately, that need so desperate heart of that come to the secret and come to it humbly, to rule in his reign, in his rule, to pray for he wants survival. When God created his creation, created and placed man in the Garden of Eden. Man in the garden. Man had sinned against him. When man, the word God to him, the word came thy face, in the sweat of earn thy bread, thou shalt earn until thou go the ground was back into our taken from whence thou man broke the will of God. God gave him, told him to seek him, told him of God and his right first. But man did not seek it as righteousness in God. And, and so God gave us work, and work itself and so God, is a good thing. Work itself is work itself is a great thing. Work itself. Is our meeting the other night, of the people who came much is a very dear friend and pleased me very much. Psychiatrist, and one of the first, first things they do, and one of the first in trying to rehab uh, people who are broken, rehabilitate psychologically and emotionally, is that they are placed on schedules, uh, where they're on schedules, exercise, where they're activities. That they must do. They call yeah. it occupational therapy. They call it occupational therapy. Well, all work is therapy. Well, all work, and it's good for it. 
And the Lord means for us to do it. And when we do know us to do it, all kinds of things do it all in us, and it hurts and break loose with means for us to use our existence in a good way. When they were referring to the night, 25 years ago, when I was old, Dr. William Child ordained to the ministry of seminary, the ordination preached the word. Bobby was a great, and Dr. Rock from Harvard, and one of them was a PhD for you. It's brilliant. In the Old Testament, he used the quotation board and write it off in Hebrew. And if he had one from the New Testament, Greek, in fact, he didn't even on his desk. He read the English Bible, uh, New Testament, all the Greek. And Dr. Robbie always did ordination sermon. Came to preach the great believer. He was a sinfulness of man. And I can remember one classroom period in one class about the fact that all of us needed a miracle. All of us needed to be saved because in order to make the statement, there is not a day of the state. Do not break every one of the Ten Commandments. And some student had held up his hand and said, Dr. Robbie, held up his hand and said, How could you break the fourth commandment? Which is remember the Sabbath commandment, the holy. That Monday to keep it up. On Monday, Dr. Robbie took his glasses off. I guess that's where I got that. He took his glasses off. That commandment says, Six Dear brother, shalt thou labor. You four days shalt labor. Right back. And uh, 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 he got him very quick. Uh, he, it was there. Another funny uh, thing happened that night was Dr. Bell charged to the minister and Bell did Nelson Bell, who was the elder and doctor here in Bond Street. And Dr. Bell was very funny. And Dr. he stood up and he said, being a doctor, he had to being a doctor the first time he'd ever charged the minister for his charge to minister. The Dr. Bell was always looking for something always to say. All right, now here we're being taught about things that are necessary for our survival and that it is for us to pray for them. And Jesus is teaching us a way of prayer. And Jesus is cross-grained for those who would spiritualize the prayer by saying only a bread. Now there's other people not in those only material things, and they go too far. So there, uh, we so must learn that it does mean we, we, the spiritual bread. And that's sort of in one of the hymns in our hymn book. When we thou the bread of life, give God to me, as thou didst break the loaf by Galilee. In the words beyond the and in the page, we speak the Lord. You see, we do need not only daily bread, but we need spiritual food to sustain us as well. This is necessary for our existence, for us to be whole. The communists believe that only what counts is material. But there is a spiritual dimension to man that has to be embraced. And when we take that away from man, uh, we, we make him less, and we make another Hitler out of him. We make a, uh, another Lenin or another Stalin out of it. Someone who seeks only some, uh, that which is selfish. So we are to pray for our daily bread. We are to pray for those things which we need to sustain us. 
and we are to help others to achieve these things too, and we are to pray for our spiritual bread. If man does not live by bread alone, said Jesus when he was hungry, and the devil tempted him to turn the stone into bread, uh, he wouldn't do it to satisfy his own hunger, for he said man does not live by bread alone. Now this, of course, teaches us that we are dependent upon God. Uh, we need to recognize that what we have in life is not our own, that even our bodies belong to him, that we are expendable in his service. The other night at prayer meeting when we studied the 20th chapter of Acts, and saw Paul's great farewell address to the Ephesian elders. He said, I do not count my life dear unto myself, but that he had come to accomplish the will of his Father. Now that's why each one of us are here. It's not just to live a day-to-day -day existence and get it over with, but it's to accomplish the will of our Father in heaven. It's to glorify him. And we, are to rec we recognize our dependence upon him when we truthfully uh, can pray to him, give us this day our daily bread. It shows that uh, we don't own things. Now this little book is The Scrutinous Letters by C.S. Lewis. And in this book, uh, many of you are familiar with the book, of course. C.S. Lewis was the man who had the best of two worlds. He was uh, educated at Oxford and taught at Cambridge. And... Uh, a brilliant, brilliant uh, scholar, and uh, he became a Christian later in life, uh, converted from atheism, and after his conversion, uh, he wrote a number of uh, books that have been very helpful to those of us uh, who seek a clearer understanding of our faith and how to defend it uh, with others. One of the great classics, of course, is the Screwtape Letters, in which uh, a junior devil is writing to a senior devil to get advice into how to trip up a Christian. The enemy, of course, is God, and Christians are the patient. And so he writes to this devil and gets little letters back from him uh, uh, trying to uh, learn how to trip us up. Now listen to these words because they teach us that we are not our own. The sense of ownership is generally always to be encouraged. In other words, the devil is to encourage us to think that we own everything that comes to us. The humans are always putting up claims to ownership which sound equally funny in heaven and hell. And we must keep them doing so. Much of the modern resistance to chastity, this chapter is dealing with sexual temptation, much of the modern resistance to chastity comes from man's belief that they own their own bodies. Those vast, perilous estates pulsating with energy that made the world in which they find themselves without their consent and from which they are rejected at the pleasure of another. That is when God calls us to die. It is if a royal child whom his father has placed for love's sake in command of some great providence, province, under the real rule of wise counselors, should come to fancy that he really owns the cities and the forests and the corn in the same way as he owns the bricks on the nursery floor. You see a child thinking that he owns all of this stuff when he doesn't have enough knowledge to know how to use it. 
we produce, that is the devil, we produce this sense of ownership not only by pride but by confusion. And this is the point. We teach them not to notice the different senses of the possessive pronoun, the finely graded differences that run from my boots through my dog, my servant, my wife, my father, my master, my country, to my God. You see what he's trying to teach you? That suddenly you begin to think that you own God. They can be taught to reduce all these senses to that of my boots and the my of ownership. Even in a nursery, a child can be taught to be mean by my teddy bear. Not the old imagined recipient of affection to whom it stands in a special relation, but the bear that I can pull to pieces if I like. In other words, if we teach a child that he can take his own teddy bear and just tear it into shreds, you haven't taught the child anything except to be a little devil. We are not to realize things like this, and we're not to live this way before God. But the bear I can pull to pieces if I like. And the other end of the scale is we have taught men to say, my God, in a sense not really very different from saying my boots. The meaning the God on whom I have a claim for my distinguished services and whom I exploit from the pulpit. The God I have done, in a, the God I have done a corner in. In other words, that we push him into a corner. Now this is what Jesus is teaching us. Give us this day our daily bread. That we are dependent upon God. And we are dependent upon him because he is teaching us our need of him. One of the songs that I was trying to get Mary to sing this morning, and I get everyone to sing it when they will, is that hymn, Come Ye Sinner, Poor and Needy. And one reason I wanted it sung was because I saw a man converted when he came to that verse in that hymn as I recited it to him. All the fitness he required, it says, Come ye sinner, poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore. Jesus said he, Jesus ready stands to greet you, oh, the beauty, love, and power. Let not conscience make you linger nor of fitness fondly dream. All the fitness he requireth is to know your need of him. Now, do you know your need of him? Your need of him for forgiveness, your need of him for victory over temptation, your need of him for protection in danger, your need of him for your daily bread, your need of him in order that you might do his will, your need of him in order that you might extend his kingdom. Your need of him in order that you might properly hallow his name. What he takes or what he gives us, saying Arlen a moment ago, shows the Father's love so precious. We may trust his purpose wholly. Tis his children's welfare so. Let us bow in prayer. 
Oh God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for how well you know us. And we thank you that our daily existence is precious to you. And Lord, we thank you that when we see all of life is coming from your gracious hand, that that enriches life's daily needs and helps us to understand that their answer comes from you. Lord, bless each of us. Grant to each of us that sense of the stewardship of what you've placed under our hands so that we can have a sense of your kingly reign and the kingly reign of Christ over all that we are and possess. And Lord, we do bring to you right now our need, the need for forgiveness, the need to ask you to help us to survive when we don't feel like we can fight any longer. The need for you to help us to live day by day. We could not do without you. We cannot stand alone. We cannot. We find no strength of mind or wisdom of our own. Of our own. Thou, beloved Savior, art all in Savior of me. All in perfect strength and in weakness. There's who leads thee. Now may the grace of our Lord, now Miss Christ, of our Lord Jesus, love of God our Father, and the and the Father, fellowship of the communion and the fellowship. Our Holy Spirit, keeper and God, with us all, be and abide when forevermore. Now, forever.